Hello and welcome to the Mountain Pod. This week's guests are queens of the snow stage and they are one of the leading bands in the Alps and I do not think it's a stretch to say that. In usual seasons they would be travelling around resorts playing to packed out audiences at Apre and in the evening time. I caught up with Sean the frontman and Mike the bass player who ahead of this season thought well actually I don't think we're going to get many gigs as a proper band so we'll become a duo um that was the hope and when i caught up with them it was actually early december so bear in mind it's now february um and in early december there was a glimmer of hope that the uh, resort would be open and that they would be able to gig obviously that's now passed but i still wanted to put this out because well it was just interesting chatting to them about how they come to the mountains what it was like to play in the mountains um and what their hopes for the future were um, it being a rock band, bear in mind there will be some swearing, I do apologise about that. Um, however, I did leave out the um, Mike's story about his acid trip. Um, if you do want to hear that, then just get in touch with me and I can email it you direct. But uh, for general consumption, I thought I would uh, leave it out. So anyway, I hope you enjoy and uh, I'll be back at the end. So you only found your way to the mountains because the cruise got cancelled. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a really, well, I, I didn't even know this existed to be honest. What the mountains? I didn't know. Well, obviously I knew mountains existed, <laughs> but I didn't know the whole season. Like, I, I didn't have a fucking clue. I didn't, I didn't know this. You know, season airs were a thing. I just thought skiing was for people who had a lot of money. You know. <laughs> I should let everyone know that I'm currently looking at two rock stars, both of the shades on, both haven't taken their hats off. This is brilliant. Yeah, we, we should let you know that he's currently got us looking straight into the sun. <laughs> the shades got, is, uh, got the, the shades got the is essential. I've got the blinds down there. Yeah. All right. Luckily, um, we can prepare for this. January, I came up January 2011, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 2011, wait a minute, you're on the 11th season. This is my 11th season, that's how, oh, that's how the years yeah. work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, unless I'm out of the muck wrong, I think this is my 11th season. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I, I always get confused with the seasons because they fall over a new year. Yeah. So you never know where you are. There are people that have been, that have been born and bred here, but you know, you're up there, aren't you, in terms of... Uh, I think this... It, it comes in cycles. People come and go, mm. and I think one thing we've got quite uniquely up here in Teen is that there's a real cool community that stays here all year round. Yeah, if yeah. you get stuck here, you stay here, and and you uh, become part of this community. That then it becomes very hard to leave. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whereas there's other resorts that you know maybe I don't know Les Arc, for example, yeah. where there's a bunch of young seasonaires come yeah. and work for tour ops. Yeah. And, you know, they, they kind of come and go yeah, year after yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this is quite a unique resort in the fact that you've got a, a real cool crew of people that, uh, you know, do stick around. Yeah. And I suppose through longevity, we're yeah. Lucy and I now uh, are that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Part of that. Do you know much about the other resorts? Because that's one thing I've never known. It's like, I mean, I can talk about teen and I, I would agree that it's... There is a good community here. There's a nice buzz about it. Everyone looks after each other. 
and there's a sense of continuity because obviously ski resorts by their nature can be quite transient people come and they go but there is a nice sort of base of people here that do live here but do you know much about the other resorts i mean because you've played not, you've not played loads yeah it, it's been probably the last well two years two winters that we've actually managed to venture out a bit further nice. i mean this is my you know 10th 11th year here yeah. and I've been on a night out in Val d'Isere once. It's only over there. <laughs> it's, only, it's only that side of the mountain. Uh, we. Uh, Where did you go? Was, oh, we went for Jack's birthday. Oh, yeah. We went to the Petty Danois. A little shout out to the Petty Danois. Yeah. Uh, did you get home all right? I believe so. <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite remember that situation. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've uh, we've had a little flavour of other resorts actually over the last over the last couple of years, and yeah. and and I do think this is a unique place. I think I think it's sort of the other two that do seem to have a similar vibe would be Morzine and Maribel. We've never actually got over to Morzine. No. Uh, Maribel's a cool place. Lots going on. But yeah, um, I think there is, I, I think, I mean, getting ahead of ourselves here, I guess it's like trying to, what's the word here, T to tell someone what it's like to come and do a season, I think you're going to get a different experience in every yeah, resort. And how true. then do you pick? How do you pick where to go? Yeah, yeah, how do yeah. you, you know, I'm not sure... Uh, it's, 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 I don't know how people pick. I guess a lot of, you know, my nephew sort of applied to, you know, where the jobs were and then you exactly. go there. And then, or if, if you have a brother or a sister or a mate who's done a few seasons, it kind of works like that. Well, that's how I see it. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I think, I think it's exactly that. I came out here personally myself because, so the uni ski trip was coming to teen that year. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I had a friend who I came out with. He knew, uh, he knew one guy in resort. So yeah, he knew yeah, one yeah. person. Will yeah, Hughes, yeah. big up the Dragon Crew, massive. Um, <laughs> yes. And we came on that. Will hated me the first couple of years, and it, you know oh, it was pretty mutual. And now we're now we're brothers, so you know. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I think that kind of happens, and I, I think uh, I think to be honest, I think Teen's one of the most best kept secrets in the Alps. Not after this podcast goes viral, <laughs> but I do think it's a. Uh, it's an absolute banger of a resort, and uh, I'm I'm really chuffed that you know kind of randomly picked this place and ended up yeah. here because it's it is a it's a worldie. Now, Mike, you hail from uh, Dover. Yeah. Um, Dover to Teen, talk us through it. Not not the A routes and all. The show, but <laughs> I probably the... couldn't do that. For me, it's just sit in the van, get on the ferry, sit in the van, end up in Teen. So I couldn't tell you the route anyway, really. Yeah, but how did you get here? Well, how, yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, so <laughs> okay, okay. Not not just how you got here this so, winter, Mike. No, yeah. Okay. But I was just so it wasn't really a route from Dover to here as much as it was from Brighton to here. So oh, I moved right. to oh. Brighton. I mean, it was poetically choreographed. <laughs> I I put out a post. And within an hour, he had put out his own post. Oh, bassist really? looking for work. And mine was, you know, looking for a bassist. It was, it was, yeah. That it was fate. It was within an hour. And at, at the time when we met, I, you know, I could see that this is the way he was explaining what he wanted from life, and he wanted to get out of the pub. He wanted something new. This was it. You know, yeah. I had nothing to sort of offer him in concrete gigs, but I know enough people out here. I know the bar mm. owners. I knew we were going to get gigs. You know, yeah. and I believed in 
that the fact that we can make good music and you know we we could be all right with that. So I sort of knew that, that this is what he needed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it turns out years later he would tell you himself, still here. Both Jack and yourself, Mike, had no ties to the mountains. As you said, you never knew that this place existed. Yeah. And you just got in a car with your instruments. Yeah. Based on what some lad that slept on your floor and Brian told you. Well, yeah, at that point, it was like... Um, I felt like a bit of an idiot anyway, because I'd already... With, with this cruise thing going ahead, I'd already quit my job. I'd already handed in my notice. I'd already said, you know, I was moving out of the flat, like everything was sorted, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. And I was giving it the big end for ages, you know, ah, oh, see you later, I'm off, I'm off, I'm off. And, you know, I had to, like, just before we were going, I had to turn around to my boss yeah. at the time, and then I had to just be like, look, the cruise ain't happening. He's literally <laughs> just f- fell through last minute again. Yeah. Is, is your job still going, basically? <laughs> and I'd, I got about halfway through, it was like a Sunday, it was a big football pub, so there's loads of football on, but it was a Sunday, I was partway through the shift and it was just one of those like and we just had one of those particular days you're just yeah. like oh, I can't be doing this anymore and then yeah just straight away I was just like I'm in Fuck it. let's just let's just make this happen nice so at that point although this was an incredible thing to end up happening I kind of would have I was ready to do anything at that point <laughs> You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really sound it's too so good really, on my point. So ready to get out of Brighton. But I was really. just ready to, do you know what I mean? The idea yeah. of just getting in a van and going to somewhere where we had no idea of anyone or anything, I was, you know, it's quite exciting. I'm sort of, fuck it, let's just yeah. do it. And if it doesn't work out, well, then I'll be in the same position as I would have been anyway, right? Brilliant. And I imagine there's a lot of seasoners that have a similar story in that they, well, I don't know, some people are quite prescribed about how they lived their life but it's like this is a bit of an adventure isn't it you just get in a car come to the mountains and things happen out here I think I, I, I've got a few friends I think that a whole bigger uh, thing of well okay we'll swear again here the, the <laughs> phrase that Mike's coined in here is fuck it let's do it there's a big leap of faith and there's a big jump to actually change what you're doing and it's difficult it's difficult to get out of your routine and, mm. and to do something like this mm. I mean now now that I've done it and lived this life for so long I, I don't really want it any other way I'd love mm-hmm. I love the season air life whether you know whether it's here forever or not who knows mm. but working seasonally working yeah. hard for five six months and earning a good amount of money that can kind of maybe just about see you through the rest of the year means you've got pure freedom you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want and it takes a leap it does take a leap and a jump mm-hmm. for people to actually you know I admire anyone that does it yeah. anyone because it's, it's not it's not easy well I, yeah I, what I like about the season season life is that there's a real rhythm to it you know if you've you know lived a life where it's not seasonal and you're in a job and you book your six, four to six weeks holiday every year you kind of the, the years kind of merge into each other whereas sure. what I like about the seasons is there's a start a middle and an end beginning middle end and there's always little stories that happen mm. each season's like a chapter in a book and there's sort of new characters come in and they get up to some mischief or something's happened and then whatever happens and then you go through the season and then at the end there's a sort of big finale yeah and then everyone sort of goes off for a bit and everyone just sort of reflects on what's happened and go that was bonkers it's amazing and then a few months later you do it all again the cycles <laughs> the cycles of that is it's amazing and it, and you get characters that come to this town and they come in like an absolute whirlwind, and you know they really make really make a name for themselves. Or you know, 
in a good way or a bad way it's uh <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, you know you you really could make a make a cool television program about about the characters in this yeah. town you know Uh, for you, for you viewers at home, there, a little pause there from from Jesse to check the sound. I believe this is the first, the first of the Mountain Pod. The first recording. Yeah, it may yeah. not go out first because um, I don't know if you two are the great. <laughs> How bad this is going, okay, Jake? Okay, Jake got raised again. Yeah, no, just fine with us. No, just, I'd like to point out, he's got a little homemade hummus pot up there mm. and some uh, well, lovely French bread. Yeah, the bread I didn't make. We can't say that because now everyone else who comes on knows it's there. Well, uh, if I do all the, if I pre-record all of them, then by the time they go out, they won't know that you've done it. No, that's just true. They'll just take me afterwards. That's fine, yeah. Definitely, because I'll be listening out and see what other people get, you know. Someone well, comes around here and you've got, you know, takeaway pizza, that, and I'll be like, oh. Mm. What's wrong with the homemade hummus? Well, no, I'm happy, I'm happy with the homemade hummus. It's a lovely little spread. This is. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm going, I'm not Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, I was going to get biscuits, but then I made some hummus last night. I thought, well, if you guys like hummus. Lovely. We're happy with that. This is definitely a very good shot. Good. The Brexit situation is dire yeah. at the moment for us. And as we stand on the 7th of December here, mm. uh, looking like there could be a no-deal Brexit in a couple of days, or even a deal. I mean, we could be in big trouble from, from that as well. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think I think... Originally, we want this just to be this winter. If yeah. if it if it bleeds into next winter, we wouldn't be too happy. We want to be in a band. We want to you know mm. go old school. So if we're allowed to be in next winter, Brexit wise and pandemic wise, we'll be back in a we'll be back as the Queens. Nice. I look forward to that. Sure. Who's going to be the drummer for the future? The future, yeah. A good question, Jesse. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we can we can come nice. back to that. We can return. <laughs> it could be you. Maybe this is a good, this is <laughs> yeah. a good chance for us to. So yeah, Okay. So we need you. Your, your drummers have all been a very very high caliber, I'd say. Well, from where I'm, the last two that I've seen, Joe, Joe Lowe and Jack Danes, very accomplished drummers, very high pedigree. I mean, you know, should, should we should we just go there and divulge the whole? I mean, basically. We've had more drummers than Spinal Tap. We're uh, the only difference is ours don't actually explode. Other than that, it's pretty similar. Yeah. So so yeah, we've had a little. Uh, we've had a relationship with drummers, haven't we, Mike? Like you just said, every drummer we've had in this band, we look they're good guys, absolute top quality drummers, and just for one reason or another, it hasn't quite been. Uh, we call it, I guess, it's like our forever guy, you know. We've met these guys, and they're amazing, top drummers, and a, and you know also good singers in Jack and Joe, but we just never quite found this sort of chemistry and missing ingredient, and and more so, there's always been more. There's always been something that they've got going on that mm. means they can't stick around, you know, mm. or, or or do mm. what we kind of want to do with this yeah. thing. So I want to pick up on that because that it is. There's a commitment thing here that I want to explore a little bit because there's committed to the band is, is is in terms of the sound, the chemistry, everything like that. But there's a huge sort of almost format issue with the way you live your life. If you're not committed to seasonal life, mm. not committed to living in the mountains, that is a real problem. And that's that can translate to professions, you know, trying to make money, um, but also relationships as well. 100%. <laughs> so yeah. that's a huge, Massively. huge barrier. 
So how you, you guys, you know, you've how do you manage that, as it were? And you, you guys have sort of. I don't. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's been. I think that's been a that is an issue. That's a massive issue. It's uh, so when when I met Mike and I wanted to do this and we're in a band and it's all going well, you know, I've got to keep him on that. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I think I've done well enough over the years to keep Mike interested and involved, and you know, doing the just about enough to make him just about enough money that we can sustain doing it. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, the people that know me will know that. I quite like getting away with doing the bare minimum, <laughs> if anything. Oh, it's slightly different in the winters. We actually work hard. Yeah, we work do. hard in the winters. We have we have a lot of gigs. I mean, we was on for 150 gigs, I think, last winter, and mm. we, you know, we didn't have much time for much else. But mm. it's been a bit. You do have to marry up the fact mm. that you're going to have, you know, big chunks of five, six months of the summers where you've got to make a decision and you don't know what to do and. Uh, so far we haven't found a season where we can mm. you know justify doing it or be anywhere like being as fruitful as out here yeah. you know that's that's one thing that's quite interesting is you get this tap turned on money from December onwards uh, April the tap gets switched off 100% and it's not just obviously bands but everyone that lives in the mountains mm-hmm. they've got this this period to fill now people do various things they work festivals or they go to a different part of the world and do a seasonal job in summer um, how are you dealing with it, Mike, at the moment? Um, well, this this year was a bit different, obviously, because a lot of things were out of our control anyway. Yeah. So, it, do you know what I mean? The summer was never a set plan to do something. It was sort of, we were just hanging around here to see what we had to do to make sure this season happened. And we had a few things booked that obviously fell through in that. Um and then yeah I don't know like I have no idea what would happen next summer or whatever I, th- I think it's all just a, mm. I don't know really I think that's that's the it's, it's a real hurdle I think for living yeah. out here is I think, unless you live here all year round you have a permanent job so what, one one real challenge at the moment for us is that this this big this chunk right now this five six months of mm. the winter mm. has always been there it's always been solid we've mm. always been able to come back to it we know we can make money we, we know we can do well and that's always been there and that's like it means you can live your life a bit freer in the summers or whatnot but that being there is your security mm. and that's kind of being ripped away from us whether mm. it's pandemic or brexit mm. it's kind of being taken away from us we don't quite know how yet mm. and you know there's still a bunch of things that to come out and We'll see what visas we're going to be able to get and whatnot. And, you know, I do think it's going to have a huge knock-on effect on resorts in general. But that being taken away from us means our security is kind of gone. Mm -hmm. And without that security, I think it's really hard to do what we do. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, who knows what the future holds for us. I mean, we're we're trying to keep it together. We're trying Mm -hmm. to keep going. We'll push on. But there might come a point where we have to pull the plug. There might come a point where where we... you know, go through the ceiling. Who knows? Well, yeah, I think, you know, I think, thank you for coming along and chatting about this. It's been good. Um, I think I can't wait to hear the album, your own stuff. Do, uh, can we get to relationships, though? Oh, yeah, we I can mean, talk that, about relationships. Sorry, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to cut it off early. Just Sorry. to... Uh... Talking about... No, no, we should tell people, Sean, that you are, as you mentioned earlier, you're in a loving relationship. You've hit you've hit jackpot there, haven't you? You've, you've, you're sorted. You've Found got an absolute worldie. An absolute... 13 years later, you know... She loves the mountains. She's very much... In fact, she's going to be talking on the podcast as well. So, you know, it is... Uh, You've done well. You've you've lucked out. Now, Mike, you're you're. 
well, I don't know what you want to talk about in this in this domain. I don't think I really want to. <laughs> There's not really much to talk. I about. mean, I was just coming back to the fact that seasonal. Uh, this this is a this is a thing that a lot of people struggle with. There's a lot. It's, yeah. So this is a big issue out here. That yeah. The, that the seasonal thing and the security of being out here and then having to find something to do with the summer. You, you meet someone for two or three months you get smitten and then you have to decide to move your whole life and do whatever they're doing or they do whatever you're doing or do something together mm. for the whole for the summer months and then vice versa again for the yeah. winter it's quite a commitment it is and I sort of came at it the sort of vice the wrong way around as it were in that I sort of decided I wanted to start a business and an opportunity came up in the mountains and I was at an age where you know mid 30s when I do all that so that's mm. when you know I should be settling down if you will um, and I've got to suddenly sell the mountains to someone I'm with you know, yeah. outside Difficult. and the, I think this challenge out here is unless you have your own business um, or you, you know you the jobs out here tend to be um, bar work you know transfer driving or cleaning mm. I mean make, have I got all of them chalet, chalet jobs yeah, yeah, chalet yeah. hosting yeah. Yeah. yeah so jobs Jobs that are very good and very worthy. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think the, the there's um, you know if you've had a career in London and you wanted to follow your partner, they might not be the first jobs you pick in terms of what you want to do with your life. So there's there is a there's a challenge there, but yeah. So, uh, but I I I think it's got to be a lot to do with if you're sold on this lifestyle, then this is what you kind of want if mm. you know what I mean. Mm. So like, so I'm <laughs> really bad. Sorry, just explaining. Um, That's good. Like, if you want to take someone out of city life and sell them this, they've got to be. They can't be coming here for the job unless there was a job they were coming for. Like I came here for the job. It's a bit ironic for me saying that, but they have to be sold on everything. They have yeah. to be sold on the lifestyle, the yeah. job, and you. You know, it's it's, it's and you. Yeah, they, they really do. It's, 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 a, it's a hot pot, a melting pot of things that needs to happen to to get a successful relationship out of it. We have, you know, we've got friends that do, but it's it's difficult. And Mike's, you know, I, I wondered if he had anything to uh, to mention there. Apply within, ladies. <laughs> I think is is. Uh, I mean, he likes a rock and roll chick. You, you got any? You want to put a little uh, dating ad out? I'm all, I'm all right actually. Okay, all right. No dating exactly. yet. All right. Well, he's living with five lads this winter, so I can't imagine there being much uh, action going on in there. <laughs> and there you have it, the queens of the snow stage. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to them speak about how they came to the mountains and. The trouble with finding a drummer and relationships and what it all means right now um, I certainly did so thank you very much for listening to the first ever edition of the mountain pod if you enjoyed it please like and subscribe it would make me feel good uh, hopefully make you feel good too um, I'll be back next week with some more um, mountain t- tales and stories um, till then take it easy